I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. The challenge you have in this situation is while the Jets would say, hey, we're going to give a third round pick for Aaron Rodgers, which may be the best in the market. If I'm the Green Bay Packers, I'm going to say no. And I'm just going to tell Aaron Rodgers, we got this $58 million option. If you want to play football and you want to make $58 million, it's right here in Green Bay. So I think where this deal gets really difficult, guys, is if I'm the Packers, if I don't get a first round pick, I'm not trading him and I know Aaron Rodgers has a lot of leverage but at the end of the day the Green Bay Packers are sitting on a 58 million dollar option that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a tough time saying no to that is Mike Tannenbaum on with the Michael K show earlier this week Rich Samini joins us does a great job covering the Jets he's got his own podcast called Flight Deck uh, Rich good morning thank you so much how you doing good morning and good talking to you even though we don't have any games to talk about today but uh, still plenty of stuff to talk about I know my mom just texted me. I, I would, I can't read it verbatim. It is a family show, but pretty much in essence, what what the blank is she going to do today without football? So I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way that Mama Mimi feels right now. Um, so let's let's turn our attention to bigger picture and what's to come, right, for the Jets and a, a lot of talk surrounding Aaron Rodgers right now. You just heard the clip from uh, from Mike Tannenbaum. Break it down for us. What is it going to take for the Jets to land Aaron Rodgers? Well, first of all, I do think they will make a run at Aaron Rodgers. It makes too much sense. Uh, and they'd be crazy not to at this point, especially after hiring Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I think it'll be a conditional offer. I mean, the, the word, the, the big topic of conversation from the people I've talked to is how long does he play? You know, is it going to be a one-and-done situation where he walks off after one year with his new team, or is he going to stick around for a couple of years? So I think any team that would be interested in would make a conditional offer, say, uh, you know, a a second-round pick this year, and then next year it would be a second-round pick that could, you know, only triggers if he comes back for a second year and then pull up if the team achieves postseason success. Something tied to his longevity success. Uh, otherwise, I, I think it would be foolish for the Jets to give up, say, the 13th pick in the draft this year for Aaron Rodgers and pay him the $58 million, and then next year he decides, ah, that's it, I'm gone. I mean, that you, you can't do that. And, and I'm sure Joe Douglas is obviously, he's a smart front office guy, and I'm sure he's well aware of all that and wouldn't make a deal that leaves his organization vulnerable. Um, you know, and, and so much was made about Nathaniel Hackett being being hired as the offensive coordinator and, and the motivational factor there is that, you know, it would be more um, enticing for Aaron Rodgers to come here knowing that he wouldn't have to learn a new system and his relationship with Nathaniel Hackett. Now a week in the books, are, are you still believing that that was the motivational factor in this hire? No, I don't think that was the number one reason. Uh, you know, I think the number one reason was he wanted an experienced play caller to run his offense. 
I think that was someone he was familiar with. I think that was the number one reason. And then, you know, obviously one of the, you know, reasons below that is the Aaron Rodgers factor. Um, you know, he's got, we all talk about, we're, we're so New York focused here, obviously, but, you know, he's got a really great relationship with the Adams. And so that's why I think the Raiders are a factor, factor in this as well. And so uh, you saw, you know, of course it made, viral, you know, Devontae tweeting the other day that he expects Rodgers to come to his neighborhood. He was engaging a fan on Twitter. And so I think that the Raiders have to be considered a viable option here for Rodgers as well. So I don't think it's, you know, the Jets or Green Bay. I think there's going to be some competition. But, you know, the thing with Hackett is, and I think if, if Green Bay wants to wait till June 1st to do this trade for cap reasons, I think that's something the Jets could live with because, He'd already know the offense. You know, it, I don't think he'd be missing a whole lot if he missed the OTAs in, in, in May and showed up on June 1st or June 2nd because he already knows the offense. And so, yeah, there's chemistry issues and so forth, getting to know your new teammates, whatever. But I think the Jets would be willing to sacrifice that just to get Aaron Rodgers in the building at some point. So that's where the Hackett factor comes in as well, just – Rodgers not having to learn a new offense. And I know when, when guys get older in the league and they've been around, the last thing they want to do is get a new playbook. It's like learning a new language when they're toward the end of their career. No player wants to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, totally understand. Uh, Rich Tamini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Do you feel that the, the Jets are putting all their eggs in the – Aaron Rodgers' basket, let's just say, you know, because as you said, there's a possibility that he goes to the Raiders. Derek Carr is out there. Um, not sure exactly what the situation is. Jimmy Garoppolo, we did hear the 49ers come out and say uh, he will not be returning, that it will either be Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. So, you know, what what's, what's plan B? Because they have said they want a veteran quarterback here to start this coming season. Yeah, so they have to get one. They've basically come out and said it, you know, which, which essentially is means they're demoting Zach Wilson, and he probably should be demoted after last year. But uh, no, I don't. Knowing Joe Douglas the way I do, I don't think he's going to put all his eggs in one basket. So I am sure he is um, checking the market. I think that's one of Joe's strengths that he's shown as a GM is just the ability to evaluate the market and get their value for trades. You know, trading is one of the best things he does. He's made some good trades. And uh, so I think the Jets probably have some interest in Carr. I don't get the sense that they're overly interested in him, like he's their guy. I do believe they're probably talking to the Raiders. I think ultimately Carr will get released. And, and so that'll be February 15th when that guarantee would trigger with the Raiders. I think I don't know if the Raiders will be able to pull off a deal Although Adam Schefter reported, you know, that they've agreed to compensation with teams, but they got to get Carden, got a no trade clause. So even if he were released, I, I'm sure the Jets would have some interest. But I get the sense that Rodgers is their guy. If they miss on both of those guys, I think then Jimmy Garoppolo becomes uh, comes into play, simply because of his uh, background with with Robert Sala and 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 that particular offense played in this style of offense. So I think that would be the pecking order for the Jets. How 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 in how um, alluring, how enticing, how attractive is the word I'm looking for, Rich? Is is the Jets being a landing place, right? Because um, granted, yeah, I think a lot of people do like Robert Sala as a head coach. Um, you know, 
if, if you're a quarterback, you've got to like this defense and what you saw from it last year. But there also, I'm sure, has to be some concerns in regard to job security, right? Like, like what if what if the the Jets um, crash and burn again next year? Like, you know, how how where's the job security at right now? What and how does that play a role into um, the attractiveness of this being be, being a landing spot for a veteran quarterback? Yeah, I don't know if it would affect Rodgers as much because I think he's basically on the year-to-year plan right now, So, which it sounds like he's been on for a few years. So I don't know if it would affect him as much as, say, a Derek Carr who might be looking for a place to settle in for a few years. Um, you know, the Jets, I think, are, are fairly attractive because of the reasons you just mentioned. And uh, they have a quarterback-friendly offensive system that they'll be using. Um, you know, but you look at the Raiders, I think the Raiders have better skill position talent than the Jets. You know, with Adams, Waller, and Josh Jacobs, who's the agent, I understand they're probably going to franchise it back. So uh, their offensive line is no great shakes. And right now, the Jets' offensive line is no great shakes. And both teams are going to have to do some repair work on their offensive line. And I fully expect that to be priority number one once they get a quarterback. So, you know, the Jets do have some attractiveness. I think a guy like. You know, just from talking to people around the league over the years, I, I think there's a hesitancy about New York, the New York market. I think that doesn't – I don't think Carr is suited for New York. Talking to the people who know him, I don't think – I don't get the idea that he's willing to hop into that hot seat. And so maybe Rodgers would feel differently. I don't think it's a great fit for Carr. Um, and then there's also, you know, the Jets quarterback, the reputation is that they ruin quarterbacks. I mean, let's be honest, the Jets haven't had a good quarterback season since Ryan Fitzpatrick in, in 2015. Since then, it's just been good. I think that also is in the back of mind of potential quarterbacks. I would imagine so. Also, you know, I find it interesting. Well, not interesting, but and, and, and maybe expected, right, that you've got a number of players on this Jets roster that are out there and liking certain tweets and trying to recruit themselves. I'm sure that must not sit well or feel good for Zach Wilson, right? Like, and and I know the reports out there is that the Jets are have no intention of 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 shopping or trying to trade Zach Wilson. So, how uncomfortable that quarterback room is going to be for Zach Wilson this coming season, right, Rich? Yeah, well, it's been a it's a been a continuation. I saw the tweets by Gardner and Wilson, and. Uh, it's been a continuation. It was really going on during the year. I mean, the, the equivalent of that was happening when guys were wearing Mike White shirts, you know, showing up for road trips wearing Mike White shirts and with White starting against Minnesota and, and, and the guys, you know, doing that, you know, as a, a show of solidarity. I mean, that's hard for Zach Wilson. And so really it's, it's been a continuation of what was a nightmare season for the second-year quarterback. And the Jets do say – repeatedly emphatically that he will be back on the team i am not convinced that that's 100 percent etched in stone i think it's probably 90 to 95 percent but i'm just throwing this out there but if, if, if a team i mean with green bay said okay you know we'll take a second round pick from rogers but we also want wilson in the deal um you know i think jets would have to consider it so you know there's yeah i do think he'll be back on the team but with joe douglas we all know how much he likes to trade. You can never say never. Again, Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. As uh, we are getting ready for the Super Bowl, we know awards will be handed out this week. And uh, Gardner and Wilson both nominated for Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year. How do you feel about both of them winning? 
Well, I think Sauce Gardner is a lock. I, I think that uh, you could probably tell me the odds a lot better than I know them, Anita. But uh, I think Sauce Gardner <laughs> is going to win. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, and I don't even think it'll be close. And then I think Garrett Wilson has has a real good chance. Of course, he's a finalist. Uh, Kenneth Walker also in that category, and I think Walker has a real good chance as well. So. Um, yeah, that would be something. If the Jets were to win both those categories, it would be only the third time in the history of these awards, which goes back nearly, I think, to 1967. It would be only the third time that teammates won in the same year for the offensive and rookie, uh, defensive rookies of the year, which which would be quite a feather in the in the Jets cap. Um, also, unfor- Thursday, the NFL Honors, you have you know the Hall of Fame announcements as well. I should toss that in there. Uh, Joe Klecko and, and Darrell Revis are finalists in their in their respective categories, and I think they also have a very good chance of getting in. Uh, so, unfortunately, those odds are no longer up in regard to offensive and defensive rookie of the year. The only thing that's up right now is the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Jalen Hurts at plus 120, Patrick Mahomes at plus 125. Before I let you go, uh, any any thoughts? I know we're a week away, but any thoughts in regard to who you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year, Rich? Yeah, I, these, I'm going with Kansas City. I mean, these teams are so evenly matched. I was breaking down some numbers yesterday. Gosh, it's it's an uncanny how close they are in so many categories. I just the Mahomes back. You know, he's been there before. Kansas City only lost three games this year by a combined total of ten points. I was really impressed by that. I just think Mahomes. He's so whatever you throw get at him. And the one thing with Hurts, I mean, he's had a phenomenal year. I mean, he's just off the charts. The one area where he's a little vulnerable, if they can get pressure Jones and Frank Clark, I think Hurts is only may rank in like 23rd or 24th, you know, when throwing against pressure. Uh, so that's one area where he might be a little vulnerable, and I, I think Kansas City might be able to do some damage there. But this is going to be a really close game. I'm just taking Kansas City because of Mahomes. I hear you, and I think a lot of people uh, feel the same way. Rich, thank you so much. Always great having you on the program. We'll talk to you uh, next Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday is uh, both Matthias Kiwanuka and Mike Tannenbaum will be back on the show with me. Thank you, my friend. All right. Thanks, Anita. Have a good one. You got it. Rich Samini. Make sure you uh, listen to his podcast, Flight Deck. We're also going to hear from Jordan Renan coming your way at the top of the 10 a.m. hour with an update what's going on with the Giants. Much different storyline with the Giants, right? Um, It's all about uh, contract extensions. Um, Not trying to find a new quarterback, but trying to lock their quarterback in with that one Daniel Jones. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll take your calls. 800-919-3776. Jets fans, how do you feel about uh, my conversation with with Rich Samini? Your thoughts? How how confident are you that you feel that uh, Aaron Rodgers will land here? If that's not the case, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I do kind of sort of knowing uh, Derek Carr. I just don't think his personality is a good fit for New York. Uh, what does that mean? Jimmy Garoppolo. Can Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback who, who's who got an excellent, you know, his stats don't scream off the page, but he's got a very good win-loss record. 800-919-3776. Jets fans, what say you? Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning here on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Again, we just spoke to uh, Rich Samini. It's going to be an interesting uh, offseason for this Jets team. You know, when you, when you look around the league, and I just want to, I want to call it up right here. Hold on one second. Um... Let me call up my ESPN.com site. And I just want to take a look around the league. Ooh, no. Where is it? Hmm. I don't know where that site is. Oh, there it is. Okay. I got you. Here we go. All right. And, and looking around the NFL, and, and, and let's be honest, right? Like, and tell me if you think I'm wrong. And, and Julian and, and Tom, you could chime in. I truly believe that quarterback is the most important position in all of sport. Right, I think more important than a starting pitcher, closing pitcher, uh, more important than a, a goalie, more important than um, point guard, center. I just I feel like the quarterback position is the most important position. So therefore, to, to go into an off season with that type of uh, huge question mark, how many teams in around the NFL uh, are dealing or in that same situation? Obviously, the Buffalo Bills know. The Miami Dolphins are in a, a, a situation because, let's be honest, I, I mean the health concerns for Tua moving forward have to be huge, right? The number of concussions that he has suffered, and we know uh, the history of players in the NFL who have been dealing, have, have dealt with a number of concussions and, and how what their lives have, many of them have committed suicide. Many of them have extensive, extensive health issues, uh, mental health issues. It, it's, it's, it's a re- really huge red flag right now. I would imagine that the Tua has come out and said that he's going to play. He's coming back next year. He's going to play. But a lot of times, you know, you like players, athletes love the game so much that is it really fair? Is it really right that uh, that decision should be left up to them? You know, I would imagine if I'm to his parents, if I'm to his significant other, I am, I am, uh, having that conversation, listen, your life and the longevity of your life is more important to me than uh, another year or two of you playing football. I just, I I think, I think it's a a really, really sensitive topic. 
in regards to what's going on with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Patriots, uh, if you listen to me, you know how much I love uh, Mac Jones and thrilled that now Bill O'Brien, they've got a legit offensive coordinator. I think, I think, I think Mac Jones is going to really surprise and impress some people this year in the NFL. Of course, we know what's going on with the Jets. Dallas Cowboys, they are locked in on Dak Prescott. I think that contract is god-awful. I just, I'm not a big Dak Prescott fan of a football player. Off the field, I hear he's a mensch. I hear he's one of the nicest guys in the league, and I wish him well. I just, I just not, not a fan of him as a starting quarterback. Don't feel that that, that contract is, uh, is worthy. Uh, the Giants trying to work it out with Daniel Jones, and I, bo- I do believe they do get the deal done. We're going to hear from Jordan Renan coming your way in about 30 minutes. The Eagles, of course, they know what they get with Hurts. He's taken them, helped take them at least to the Super Bowl. The Commanders, okay, so that's another team that's in the same situation as the Jets. What are they going to do at the quarterback position? Is Wentz the answer? I think not. I like Heineke, but let's be honest. Heineke is probably a top three backup quarterback in the NFL. Is he a legit starting quarterback in the NFL? Not. So there we go. So we got two teams right now heading into this offseason with some question marks. The Ravens, I do believe they work out a deal with um, with J- Lamar Jackson. They need to. They've spent too many years uh, forming that offense around him. It would benefit both them, both of them, to solidify a deal. Cincinnati, Burrow, Cleveland Browns, Watson, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they just drafted uh, their uh, their quarterback of the future. The Chicago Bears. I do believe that they're going to be set and will continue to ride with Justin Fields. Interesting though, right? Let's let's hold on one one second. Because it, the the quote unquote magic formula for a lot of teams is to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback under a rookie deal, and now we're a few years in with Justin Fields, and it's taken a minute for him to shine. And I do believe he sh- he did shine last year, considering what was he working with? Cole Komet was his number one option on offense in the passing game. What does that tell you? But could the Chicago Bears? trade Justin Fields to another team and draft a quarterback at one again believing in the philosophy that the the secret sauce is to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback under a rookie deal because eventually Justin Fields is going to want to get paid whether it's next year or the following year so just food for thought like I do believe the Bears stay with Justin Fields but there's a possibility that they trade him who knows the Detroit Lions, uh, they have definitely have found something magical in golf. I think they stick with him. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, they have Jordan Love. If, of course, uh, we know that Aaron Rodgers leaves. The Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins. Interesting to see what happens there as well. Uh, the Texans, a team that's going to draft a quarterback. The Colts. So let's put the Colts in the same boat as the Jets and Washington, the Jags, they have what they need. The Titans, um, Malik Willis, is he their answer? Of course, Tannehill uh, is still there. The Atlanta Falcons, they drafted a quarterback next year, uh, this, this past year. Carolina Panthers, I think they're going to be in the market uh, for a rookie quarterback. The Saints, what do they do with the quarterback position? Could they be drafting the Bucks? drafting Denver, Kansas City, the Raiders will put them in the situation with the Jets, Washington, 
and the Colts. Chargers know Arizona interesting to see what happens because apparently Murray is not going to be ready to go. The Rams are moving forward with Stafford. 49ers, it'll either be Purdy or Trey Lance. And Seattle's trying to work out a deal with Geno Smith. So the Raiders, the Colts, um, Washington, and the Jets. So those uh, majority of the teams uh, that that more than likely are going to be looking for a veteran quarterback in the same situation as the Jets, where I think the other teams that are in need of a quarterback, I think have... um, are in a position, right? Are in a position to to draft a quarterback in the first round, let alone make an aggressive move to try to move up and get a solid quarterback early on in the draft. So that's that's the quarterback layout right now. That's the landscape of where it stands in the NFL. I think it's really imperative that the Giants work out a long-term deal. Long-term, what I mean by long-term, at least three years with Daniel Jones. I, I, I think it's evident he has proven his worth and, um, and, and they need to get that deal done. Again, Jordan Renan is going to join us at the top of the 10 a.m. hour, and we'll get the latest from him with uh, the contract, how far along they are with Daniel Jones as well as Saquon Barkley. So stay tuned for that. We come back. I had Jeff Legwald, who covers the Denver Broncos, join me earlier this week. And, uh, and so we're going to hear from him. Sean Payton will now be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. But more importantly, I talked to Jeff about the, uh, the hire of Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator for the Jets, he had some interesting things to stay to say. Stay tuned for that right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg and ESPN bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark. There's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today and new users get a hundred dollars in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN bet today. What a play must be 21 plus and president select states gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This portion of of the show brought to you by Sloman. Sloman's Home Security is celebrating their 100th year anniversary. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to protect your home and family. We heard from Rich Zamini not too long ago. I thought it'd be good to uh, to share with you my interview with Jeff Legwalds earlier this week. Jeff does a phenomenal job covering the Denver Broncos and some surprising news because heading into this week, uh, what were we hearing? We were hearing that uh, 
looked like Sean Payton was going to go back to the Fox broadcast team. Uh, did his due diligence, interviewed with a few teams, and, uh, and, and nothing exciting. I, I told you prior to the season ending, he really wanted that Chargers job. He really wanted to get his hands on Justin Herbert, but the Chargers decided to sti- stick with their head coach, which was uh, mind- mind-boggling to me nonetheless. But And then news broke. Sean Payton, new head coach of the Denver Broncos. So I, I thought it'd be great to have Jeff on to talk about that, as well as to get some insight on Nathaniel Hackett, who was fired as the Denver Broncos head coach, but yet, of course, hired as the offensive coordinator for the Jets. So let's listen in. Jeff Legwald, my first question to him, of course, was how surprised was he with the announcement, Sean Payton, now new head coach of the Broncos? Well, you know, Anita, they exited their first round of interviews with three guys still in play, uh, Danico Ryan, uh, Jim Harbaugh, and, and Sean Payton. And that's, that's what I kept hearing from everyone I, I speak to on this. And their issue was those guys were quality candidates for other people too. And, and you know, the, the secret of a coaching search is the bigger swing you take, the, the more options those guys really have. So the Broncos were trying to keep or, or decide how each of these three guys, uh, how in play were they at that moment? And, you know, they went to see Harbaugh in person uh, a week ago in Ann Arbor. Uh, he had had a Zoom interview in the first round, and they wanted to get in front of him to see, are you really interested or are you staying at Michigan? And while simultaneously trying to stay and keep options open with D'Amico Ryans and, and Peyton both, and uh, initially on the Peyton front, the, the Saints weren't coming down very much on the on the trade, and that I think that's been a bigger part of this than, than people want to say that, you know, for a while the Saints were talking privately to people that they, they wanted the John Gruden deal, which was, you know, two ones, two twos. And, and the Broncos weren't going to do that no matter how much they liked Sean Payton. So I think a combination of Harbaugh saying, I'm, I'm going to stay here or that, that, you know, your spot's not the best one for me. And D'Amico Ryan's, reps told them they, they loved D'Amico Ryan's Peyton together at one point were probably the, the top two and Ryan's told or Ryan's reps told the Broncos I'm taking the second interview in Houston uh, before you so they you know his wife is from Houston uh, he played there uh, Broncos thinking was he's he, we're likely not going to get a second shot at, at D'Amico so they they sort of went back to the Saints and said, "All right, is what's your what are your best and final offers here on the trade?" And when that started to get momentum, then Peyton became a reality. And ultimately, a lot of deals were on the table, including uh, one that included next year's first rounder and this year's second rounder. But eventually, they got to the deal the Broncos wanted, and that's why he's the coach. Well, I, I think it is the right decision, especially you know, what, what Denver gave up to go and, and get Russell Wilson and obviously Nathaniel Hackett, that, that relationship didn't work. And I do want to get into that in just a second, because, you know, he did come to the jets. Let's shelf that for a second, but I, I believe this is the right fit, you know, in talking to a number of coaches who've been a part of Sean Payton's coaching staff, um, many of them, uh, including Mike Westoff, who's a very dear friend of mine has said that there is no better teacher in the game than Sean Payton. And so, 
I'm, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with Russell Wilson and what this Denver offense is going to look like. Have, has, has Russell Wilson commented on the hire of Sean Payton? Uh, not so much publicly. Um, you know, knowing Russell, I'm certain he has FaceTimed Sean Payton probably 12 times uh, already. <laughs> uh, but uh, Russell did say, uh, you know, we, we talked to him at, after the season finale, and he went on and on about Sean Payton, called him a, you know, a wizard, uh, you know, one of the best ever. You know, he, he was enormously complimentary to Sean Payton, and that's before the team had interviewed anyone. So I, I don't think, you know, and, and a lot of folks, you know, football, from an X's and O's perspective, you know, you, you're going to look at it, and you're going to say, well, you know, the offense, he didn't, he ran with Drew Brees. It's not really something that would fit Russell Wilson. And uh, I just know so many people in coaching that would point to, you know, what Peyton did with Jameis Winston at quarterback, what he did with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, what he did with Taysom Hill in, mm-hmm. in the games he had to start at quarterback to, to show his variety. And I know many people in coaching that say Sean Peyton has this enormous library of video from offenses he likes. And one of the biggest, I've been told this, I, I'm, I want to ask Sean himself when I, when I get in front of him here in the next few days, but uh, I have been told he has a, a huge part of this video library is, is Mike Shanahan's Broncos offense, uh, which would be a very good fit for Russell Wilson and is something, you know, Kyle Shanahan runs and, you know, Matt LaFleur runs a version of it and, you know, Kevin O'Connell runs a version of it. All the guys who worked with Mike or Kyle run a version of it. And uh, so I, I'm interested to know, but I, I say that because it's people in coaching say that Sean Payton has studied uh, offenses a great deal that would fit Russell Wilson. So I don't, I don't think there's going to be any schematic issues there. It's just going to be, you know, the nuts and bolts getting into work on decision-making and, and timing and, and frankly, fitting personnel uh, to who's available better than they did, you know, this past season. Again, Jeff Legwald joining us here on ESPN, does a phenomenal job covering the Denver Broncos with the big news of the hire of Sean Payton, giving up uh, next year's first round, 2024 second round. And so with that being said, I'm, I'm looking at the odds, 30 to 1 for the Denver Broncos to win the Super Bowl next year. Now, we, we saw this offense play a lot better the last two weeks of the season. How, how good, it, let's just say hypothetically speaking, Jeff, Sean gets this offense working better, and, and we go back to what we know and, and the vintage Russell Wilson. You know, defense, offense, in that division, very competitive as we know. What, 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 what Denver Broncos team, what are we looking at next year? What are your expectations? You know, they should be better. You know, they need a little luck. They know next year, because of the Wilson trade and now the trade for Sean Payton, they know they're going to have to grit their teeth a little bit this year. In April, free agency, they're middle of the pack in cap room. You know, they don't pick until the third round of the draft now. They know they're going to have to grit their teeth this year. And so they'll need some luck. You know, they finished this past season with 22 guys on IR in the last 
you know, when the season and the last game of the season, they had 22 players on injured reserve. So they need better luck than that because their, their depth will be an issue. But if their frontline players play a majority of the games, uh, they can win. Uh, they do have some youth, good young players, but they need luck this time because, because depth will take a hit this year. They, they know that, you know, 2024 may be the first real year of flourishing because they'll, they'll be back uh, sort of full strength behind the scenes. You know, this year they're going to have to get creative and, and create some cap room by giving guys some checks to create, you know, base salary in the signing bonus of, of guys that are going to be around here so they don't get in cap trouble. But they have to spend a little money and grit their teeth this year and hope for some good luck. And if, and if they have better injury luck this year than they did uh you know, in this past season, they, they can win some games. Now, you know, why a lot of people in the league think D'Amico Ryans took the Texans job beyond the family considerations and that he played there is that, frankly, the division's a lot easier. Patrick Mahomes is 27 years old, and that's, that's a tough prospect to wrestle with if you're in the AFC West. Let's turn our attention to Nathaniel Hackett. He leaves Denver. He gets hired by the Jets. I'll use the word shocked. I was shocked. I just, I don't know too many careers in life where you fail miserably at one job and then you get hired by another that only has 32 positions of that profession open. Um, I don't quite understand it. Many feel that the hire was to try to lure uh, Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't decided whether or not he's going to play this coming NFL season, um, to New York. Uh, your, Your thoughts on the hire with Nathaniel Hackett coming to the Jets, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I, I initially after, you know, uh, you know, he has a lot of friends on the Broncos staff, some of his closest friends, and after he was fired, you know, a lot of them were upset here, and they thought he may take a little time, but uh, he took a family vacation and apparently came back ready to uh, to get back into the league as quickly as he could. You know, they they were last in points in the league here and last on third down, and. I think they had 12 games this season. They scored 16 or fewer with, and Russell Wilson threw a career low touchdown passes. So uh, he must've somehow dealt with all that by saying, you know, he, he didn't get the personnel he wanted or things weren't done the way he wanted. I I don't know. I just know that uh, I, I will say when I, when I reviewed all the game video from the year again and, and went through my charting, there were guys open a lot schematically there are receivers open, but, uh, personnel, the, the guys available that week didn't fit the game plan enough of the time. They, he, he really tried to force the issue as to how they wanted to play, particularly when they, uh, they stayed in three wide when they didn't have receivers or the linemen to do it because of injuries and they wouldn't waver from it, you know, and they ended up, leading the league in sacks allowed and Wilson's play deteriorated the more he got hit and uh, you know he started to hold the ball all the things I believe or much of what went wrong was because he would not adjust enough uh, and I think he was determined in his first time as a head coach to to show what he could do and and that'll be his challenge he's got to fit the personnel into what he's doing better than he did here this past season. And he's done it in, in previous stops. 
but that'll be his challenge because that's what happened here. And if he, you know, my personal opinion is, is if he goes into all that trying to prove a point, uh, he'll get in the same trap he got into here because the last two games of the year, they fit who the, who they had available with what they were doing much better, and they had two of their four highest scoring games of the season after Nathaniel was hired, was fired here. Yeah, I, I'm 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 really perplexed, and uh, you know, with just th- with that being said, before I let you go, again, uh, reports out of or not reports, but what we're hearing out of the Jets is that they are not moving forward with Zach Wilson. Um, I'm sure they're hoping they get Aaron Rodgers. There's also Derek Carr. There's Jimmy Garoppolo. Based on what you know and the offense that Nathaniel Hackett operates in, because you know he is one of those quarterback, he's one of those coordinators. It's, it's this is my offense. This is how I'm going to run it. And so he needs a quarterback that can best best play in that offense. Is there a quarterback out there available in free agency that you think would fit it best outside of Aaron Rodgers? We know Aaron Rodgers fits it best. But outside of Aaron, is there somebody else you think that could, could, could run it well? Well, after what I saw here and what was needed, I, uh, Derek Carr moves the ball quickly, and I think, I think that, that would be something that could have some success. Uh, just because he gets the ball out uh, quick enough, it's just here, again, the, the, the routes often didn't match the situation in the game. They, they had several third and eights and third and nine, and they, they would have no receiver at the sticks. It would be like two verticals and a, and a hot route and nobody at the sticks. And the quarterback really had no choice other than to force the ball into shell coverage down the field or, or take a five-yard completion on third and eight. And that's the kind of stuff it, it won't matter who the quarterback is if he, if he doesn't do better with that and whether that was – this is my first time as a head coach, and I want to I want to make this work the way I want it to look. Or, you know, for whatever reason, it just it those are the types of things he's he's got to get. And, and I think if he'll if he'll do those things, I think Carr is a good fit just because of his ability to move the ball and and uh, he has mobility when he needs it. Again, that's Jeff Legwald does a great job covering the Denver Broncos. And uh, I'm sure those words, some, some, some concern there with the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett. Like I told him, I was, uh, use the word shocked, borderline surprised uh, that Nathaniel Hackett uh, got, got another, another coaching job, albeit not head coach, but of course, offensive coordinator in the NFL. uh, When I feel that there's a, a lot better options so, but we heard from Rich Samini earlier in the show and, uh, and, and he, he communicated to us that, uh, Robert Sala feels really confident that Nathaniel Hackett, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or not, is going to be able to put together a solid offensive plan as an off. Listen, we've seen it time and time again, right? There are, there are coaches out there that they are just absolute horrible head coaches, uh, because really a head coach, uh, you are, you, you, you're, you're a leader of men more so than a coordinator where your main job obviously is to um, be very instrumental in, in, in orchestrating an offense or, a de- or a defense and calling those plays. So two, di- two totally different responsibilities, believe it or not. So we'll see what happens. Uh, quick break. We come back. Uh, Jordan Renan will be joining us at the top of the hour. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN.